got a shot of uh, producer two, who for the maybe third or fourth straight road to Paris is sleeping. Producer two is up to 20 pounds now, three month old. Austin's on. He'll be awake soon enough. Now, happy 4th of July weekend, everyone. 4th of July, I know it's, it's all about America. That's why I got my USA Volleyball shirt on right now. But 4th of July is becoming one of the best weekends on the whole beach volleyball calendar. We had one, try and I. Oh, we came out with this new book, Playbook of Champions, that dropped last Wednesday. Then we had the AVP Hermosa Beach Pro Series. To me, Hermosa is the best tournament in the world. Trevor Crabb would disagree. He loves Manhattan. Everyone else loves Manhattan. I love Hermosa. I can walk there. It's a small draw. Every court, you get thousands of fans. It's the greatest tournament to me. AVP, a huge shout out to you guys. Did a phenomenal job. Put on a great tournament. And the fans who showed up in thousands and thousands and thousands. Awesome stuff. You're the guys and gals who make it such such a special event. And then for everyone who wasn't in Hermosa, which were four women's teams and one somewhat notable men's team for the United States, they were in the Stad Elite 16, which is the best event on the international calendar. We used to ask all of our guests what their favorite event of the year is, and Stad was the unanimous answer every time that we just stopped asking it. Now, it's definitely going to be the favorite event of Andy Benish and Miles Partain. They just won... In my mind, the most significant gold medal for an American men's beach volleyball team since the 2008 gold medal in the Olympic Games won by Phil Dahlhauser and Todd Rogers. Now, there's been a lot of talk since the 2021 Tokyo Olympics that the American men are on the downswing, even before then. However, Jake Gibb, in 2018, when we had him on the podcast, he said something that was very prescient and turns out to be more prophetic than we thought even then. Now, you can find exactly what Jacob said on page 256 of the Playbook of Champions. However, I'm just going to let Jake speak for himself. I feel like this is probably kind of the last quad that, that the U.S. will be lucky enough to have the veterans who have been kind of holding it up for so long with you and Phil and Nick and Hayden. Um, what do you think about the younger generation of U.S. players coming up. So obviously, I mean, Taylor is as good as it gets on the World Tour or AVP. Try, you'll be back and fully healthy, hopefully by that point too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but we got to keep up with the Norwegians. The Russians have some young guns coming out. The Polish guys have been around forever, and they're younger than I am. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, the, the World Tour is as deep as it gets. And I feel like after, you know, with this – generation that's been in there and kind of holding it up the u.s is a little bit behind so what do we need to do to catch up we'll catch up i have no doubt about that you know americans are we don't take well to losing so uh the the guys will step up there'll be there'll be a crop of guys try and and uh guys that'll be out there grinding and 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 learning to win and, and and taking home medals and it'll happen I, I promise you, we're, we won't be, you know, there won't be this big uh, uh, lag in, in, in men's beach volleyball. I, I hear that a lot, and it bothers me, actually. Yeah. Because uh, I, I, I just don't think it's going to happen. I think, <clears throat> um, I think we have the right staff here at USA Volleyball to, to take us to the next level, to teach the, the young guys the game, and, and uh, I think we'll be in good shape. So, per usual... Jake Gibb, spot on. Now, when he said those words in 2018, Miles Partain was just 17 years old, had just qualified for his first AVP event. Andy Benish had only qualified for two AVP events. Neither of them had ever gone international. 
And yet here they are proving Jake absolutely right, winning the second American men's medal in an Elite 16, following up on their bronze medal from Ostrava. Now, it wasn't just that they won gold that's so significant. Obviously, the gold medal is significant. But in doing so, they became the first American team since 2017 to beat Anders Mole and Christian Sorum. Here's a fun trivia question for you guys. The last team and the only team to beat Anders and Christian on an international stage is John Hyden and Ryan Darty. I texted both of them that, and Ryan Darty got a great kick out of it. So six years later, Anders and Christian had won 24 straight matches against Americans until Andy and Miles beat them in pool play, a tremendous match. Andy, they were down 18-12, to 12, and the score was 21-19 in the first set, and I was like, how in the world is this actually going to happen? And then Andy just went off. His blocking is, it's always been excellent, fully world-class. Everyone always talks about how good Miles Partain is and the generational talent that he is, and he is a generational talent, but Andy Benish's improvement is staggering. Absolutely remarkable. They end up winning that one in three, and then they beat Alex Brower and Robbie Mewson, sweep them. It was a 21-11. How do you 21-11 Brower and Mewson? And then they just worked through everyone. They swept Pedro and Guto. They swept George and Andre. Then they got back into the gold medal match, where they beat Anders and Christian again, 18-16 in the third, after being down 13-11. And on match point, Andy Benish has a little jump right-handed poke set to Miles Partain for the win. Unbelievable stuff. Become the first American men's team to win that Elite 16 gold medal. First, second team in history to beat Anders and Christian in the same tournament twice. The only other team to do so was Alex Brower and Robbie Mewson in the Rosarito Elite 16 of 2022. So the United States men... We're back. And at the beginning of the season, when Triborn in one of his Born on the Beach vlogs, the title was that the U.S. men are going to be better guaranteed. He was speaking about himself and came, of course, as well as Trevor and Theo and the Taylors. And yet here we are, Miles Partain, Andy Benish, now number two in the world in entry points rankings behind only Anders Moll and Christian Swarm. And they jumped up from number 20 in the Olympic ranks to number nine. And that doesn't even speak to how high they are because right now their average points finish per event is 870 points the only team with a higher points per event finish than them is anders and christian so in terms of average per event miles and andy are number two entry points they're number two olympic ranks they're number nine in excellent excellent position they are now sitting on four top five finishes for their entry points they have that bronze medal in ostrava they have that gold medal in stad and so they are going to be just cruising in Elite 16s from now on. And that is exactly where you want to be. You don't want to be messing around with challenges. You don't want to be messing around in Elite qualifiers. And Miles and Andy, they're about to hit the treadmill fast. And so they are going to be taking a substantial lead. And it was funny, you know, the vibe in the players' tent as we were all watching it. I watched their semifinal with Phil Dahlhauser and Pompilio Mercadante, who is coaching Trevor Crabb and Theo Bruner. And he just sort of acknowledged that this might now be a race for that second American spot. Now, when I originally wrote my Olympic predictions, I had Miles and Andy taking the second spot and sort of deep. I had them taking maybe the 16th or 17th spot in the Olympic rankings. And they are going to be very high up there if they continue trending in the direction that they are. Now, it's worth noting it's still very early in the process. Miles and Andy only have four events. There's so much that can happen. We still have the uh, a number of challenges, a number of Elite 16s, and that little event called World Champs 
later this year. So there's a lot that can happen, but Miles and Andy could not be in any better of a position. And in my mind, this is the best thing that could have happened to all of the American men's teams, because now they all have quite the fire up their butts because they're seeing the push that Miles and Andy are making. They're seeing them getting the results that no other American men's team has had in the entire Volleyball World Elite 16 Challenge future system. They know it's possible. They just need to get put in the work and get on the road. And now everyone is going on the road to the Espino Challenge next week. I'll touch on that a little bit more at the end of this episode. But Miles and Andy, unbelievable finish. Could not be any more excited for them. Andy has leveled up and leveled up and leveled up, as has Miles Partain. So the thing with Miles Partain is that a lot of teams were already keying on his angle option swing. And in Stad, he just started unloading, yachting line, 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 line. And now that he has that opened up, it's going to be even more of a guessing game for teams because they just adapted, Miles readapted, and now teams will have to keep playing that chess match. So there's going to be a lot of Miles and Andy film being watched around the world right now, but they're growing and developing so fast that they're going to be able to stay ahead of the curve. So I hope that they can sustain this incredible run that they're on. It is so fun to watch. Couldn't be happier for two better guys to have it happen to. Miles and Andy, the biggest winners from the Stad Elite 16, physically with that gold medal, metaphorically, emotionally, all of the things. Love that they're coming home with a cowbell. Now, the second big winners for the men from the Stad Elite 16 is George Wanderley and Andre Loyola. They had been excellent in challenges this season. They won a gold medal in Itapema. They won a silver medal a couple weeks ago in the Yermala Challenge. But Elite 16s had kind of eluded them. They hadn't gotten a podium or really hadn't even gotten anywhere close to a podium. That changed this week in Stad. Ended up taking a third. Yes, they got a lucky break in the bronze medal match. They were getting handled by Bartosz Wojciak and Michael Brill in that bronze medal match. Had lost the first set. We're down 11-7 in the second set when Brill ran a set outside and his foot got tangled in the line and he went up, got a kill, absolutely pounded it, and then came down. And it looked, if you look at the replay of that match, which you can find on Volleyball TV, it, he had a cut on his big toe. And so I would assume that it's not a very serious injury. I never want to speculate on injuries, but he did have to forfeit the rest of the match. So George and Andre were somewhat gifted that bronze medal, but even had they finished that match and lost to Poland, which that was the direction it was trending, getting a fourth in an elite was would still have been a very big finish for them. They were starting to drop in the entry points, and now with a silver in Yermala backed up by a bronze in Stad, they are right back up, to, and now they are number two in the Olympic rankings, behind only Anders and Christian. So they just jumped up. They passed Sweden, who is still sitting out because Jonathan Helvig, he hurt his hand. They jumped Evandro and young King Arthur, who are number three in the world in the Olympic rankings. Now, Evandro and Arthur, they didn't make it out of the qualifier, had a pair of battles with Austrian teams, ended up losing in the second round. And so Evandro and Arthur still trying to break into that automatic main draw spot into the Elite 16. So a number of positive things happened in that event for George and Andre. Now, my third big winner for the men's side in the Stad Elite 16 is Marco and Esteban Grimalt. Man, these guys, I can never figure out what the deal is with the Grimalt cousins. You watch them for a match, they're the greatest team in the world. You watch them for a match and you wonder how they've been so dang good. They're just so puzzling to me. And they were kind of on life support. 
They hadn't made it out of two straight Elite 16 qualifiers, and then bam, they take a fifth in Stadt. Almost broke into the semifinals. They lost 16-18 in the third set to Wojciak and Brill. Played phenomenal. They beat Nils Ehlers and Clemens Vickler, an excellent team out of Germany in the ninth place rounds. That was after barely breaking pool. So the Grimaud Cousins, man, they are the biggest wild card in the whole beach volleyball world because they their highs are high and their lows are low, and they hit a pretty decent high now, and their entry points going to come back up. They should be straight into the main draw of the Montreal Elite 16, and if they can keep getting good finishes in those elites, they can avoid challenges. So big weekend for the Grimalts, big weekend for the Brazilian men, and big weekend, obviously, for Miles and Andy. And now for the women. But before we go, I have to give a shout-out to our new sponsor, Gooder. Now, I've been rocking these black shades. The name of these shades is a ginger soul because it's all black, Delaney. <laughs> Gooder has super cheap sunglasses. They're all polarized. They're just 25 bucks. They're super light on the face. As you can see from here, I got a ball yahtzeed into my face by Taylor Sander. And the fact that these glasses didn't shatter is because they're Gooders. And they're great. They treated me well. And they will treat you well as well. Now, as for another sponsor, I'm just going to take a quick... Why a water break before we go to the women. We have King Bentley coming in for the rest of the show. Now, the three big winners for the women, obviously, number one and two go to the Americans. It was a huge weekend for the Americans because Andy Benish and Miles Partain, they won gold. Kelly Chang and Sarah Hughes won silver. Bronze went to Kristen Nuss and Taryn Kloth. So the Americans came home with a medal of all three colors from Stadt. I don't know the last time that has happened that the United States has come home with a medal of all three colors, but it's been a significantly long time. Now, Kelly and Sarah and Kristen and Taryn, they're not locks yet for the Olympic Games, but the gap between them and the third U.S. team, Therese Cannon and Sarah Sponsel, continues to lengthen, and the gap between Sponsel and Cannon and Betsy Flint and Julia Scholes, that also continues to lengthen as they have two more top three finishes. And so right now, Kelly Chang and Sarah Hughes, they are number one in the world. And they had an epic comeback in their quarterfinals against Melissa Humana and Brandy Wilkerson. They were down 15-11 in the second set, came back to win. They were down 8-4 in the third set, came back to win 15-11. And that was with Sarah Hughes, she had some food poisoning problems, just an absolutely gritty performance, one of the toughest people out there. They end up taking a silver medal, lost to Anna Patricia and Duda, who is now number two in the Olympic ranks. That's the third time Kelly Chang and Sarah Hughes have played AP and Duda in a final. That's the first time that Anna Patricia and Duda have won a gold medal when meeting Kelly and Sarah in the final. So that's quickly becoming the best rivalry in the world. Now, I was talking with Jordan Chang before they left for Stad. And I asked him who he thought was the number one team in the world, because in my mind, it is Kelly and Sarah. And he said, I don't think there is one yet, because there's no one who's clearly establishing themselves as that number one team. Whereas in the last quad, it was very clearly April Ross and Alex Kleiman, backed up by Duda and Agatha, and backed up by Melissa Humana Paredes and Sarah Pavin. This year, we're still kind of figuring out who is that number one team in the world. In my mind, it is still Kelly and Sarah, but... 
Anna, Patricia, and Duda. And we have Scott Davenport coming on the podcast tomorrow. He says, I don't know how they ever lose. They're just that good. And, and they haven't lost in a long time. That's Duda's third straight win in Stad. So a huge congrats to them. Pedabangs, as they say in Portuguese. But two big wins for the Americans getting those medals, especially for Kristen and Taryn. Their only loss of the tournament was to Duda and Anna Patricia that came in the semifinals. Kristen Taren smashed Australia's Taliku Clancy and Maria Faye Artaccio 21-10, 21-15 in the quarterfinals. Then they beat Germany's Sinja Tillman and Svenja Mueller for bronze. More on them in a second. So Kelly and Sarah are now number one in the Olympic ranks. Kristen Taren are number three. Sponsel and Cannon are number five. And they are 940 points back from Kristen and Taryn. So Kelly and Sarah are currently averaging 886.7 points per event. Kristen and Taryn are 853.3 per event. Therese and Sponsel are 696.7. The next closest American women's team, Betsy Flint and Julia Scholes, they're number 15 at 530 points per event. So in terms of the points per event breakdown, Kelly and Sarah and Kristen and Taryn just continue to extend their lead even further. Now, as for those Germans, Svenja Mueller and Sinja Tillman, I don't know if there's been an injury or, or something or why we haven't seen them in a long time, but they are so dang good. It's so good to see Sinja Tillman back on tour. Stad was just their fourth event of the season. They came out of the qualifier, made quick work of the qualifier, and then they won their pool, beat Kelly Chang and Sarah Hughes in pool play to secure that bye into the quarterfinals, won their quarterfinal, bumped it up, took a fourth and so now they are number 19 in the Olympic ranks. They've only played four events, so that's a little bit skewed. Their average per event is 720 points, which puts them at about a tie as the Australians, who are currently number four. So Svenny Miller and Cindy Tillman, I have them making the Olympic Games. They're just going to continue to play in those Elite 16s, continue to extend those points. It's good to see them back. Cindy Tillman is playing spectacular volleyball per usual. Svenny Miller just continues to improve and improve and improve. And I think that they are a dark horse to win gold in Paris because I think Svenny Mueller's improvement is just going to keep on going and keep on going. And Cindy Tillman, she has just been a rock star for so long, and now she finally has that steady partner. As for the third biggest winner for the women's side, I'm going with Barbara and Carol. The Brazilian Dynamos, the, the ball control scrappy team of the World Tour, they've had an interesting year. It's, it's been good, not great as far as their standards go. They broke pool, beat Betsy and Julia in the ninth place rounds, and then they had a battle, lost 14-16 in the quarters to Tillman and Mueller. But they are back up to number two in the Brazilian Olympic race. They just jumped Victoria Lopez and Tana Silva. They lost in the qualifier. So Barbara and Carol, that's a big, big event for them. They were also starting to slip in the entry ranks. That fifth place finish is going to put them right back up. So very important for them because the, the number one spot, in Brazil is locked up. I mean, Duda and Anna Patricia are not going to let that one go. They're either the number one or number two team in the world. That number two spot for the Brazilian women is a seesaw of a battle. Now, as for the final section of the show, the struggle bus. And I'm just going to switch my gooder shades really quick for the struggle bus. We're going with the blues. The only, I try not to do struggle buses after Elite 16s because I just don't think that one Elite 16 poor performance should put you on the struggle bus. So this is just a federation that's trending a bit south. And that would be the, the Dutch federation as a whole just hasn't been super crisp 
recently. So Alex Brower and Robbie Musin, they're now in dangerous territory of slipping into the qualifiers. They took a 13th in Ostrava and they took a 9th in Stad. They'll be straight into the main draw of Montreal, but if they don't have a good finish, they might be back into the qualifiers of Elite 16s. And I don't have to keep repeating this every episode, but you just don't want to be in those Elite 16 qualifiers. They're just nasty, nasty, nasty affairs. I mean, Miles Partain and Andy Bennett were just in them. They just won a gold medal and beat Anders and Christian twice. That's how good these qualifiers are. And Brower and Musin love them. I think they're still a top five team in the world. They've got to get a good finish and get one soon. Meanwhile, the number one Dutch team on the women's side, Katja Stam and Raisa Schoon, they just took their third straight ninth place finish. They won the first Elite 16 of the year in Doha, and then they haven't gotten on the podium since. They took three straight ninths now with a ninth in Stad, and so still, I still think they're so good. Every time I watch Raisa Schoon play, I never really know how she loses. She's so good. But that's just how deep the women's side is getting now as well. And so they're also in danger of slipping back into those qualifiers if they don't get a top finish soon. As for the rest of the men, Matthew Immers and Steven Vandeveld, uh, they've had a tough stretch since they took that fourth place finish in the Uberlandia Elite 16. They lost in the qualifier to Daniele Lupo and Enrico Rossi of Italy, who made the main draw but didn't quite make any moves. And so that doesn't do a ton for them in terms of the Olympic race. And then we haven't seen Stefan Bormans and York de Groot in quite some time. We haven't seen them since Uberlandia, and that was back in April. Uh, I hope there's not an injury or anything. They might just be sitting on good finishes. I'm not entirely sure, but hope to see them back soon because I think they are spectacular. I have them making the Olympic Games as well. So that is it for the Stad recap, the All-American Stad recap. Three medals won by United States of America. It is a good reason to celebrate the 4th of July. Next up is the Espino Challenge. That is this weekend. That is in Portugal. Right after that is the Edmonton Challenge. And then right after that is the Montreal Elite 16. So I will be out of town. Won't be on the mic for Espino. I will be out of town competing in Florida, so I won't be on the mic for Edmonton. I'll be back on the mic for Montreal. I don't know when I'll do the next road to Paris. Maybe I'll do one from Alaska with the whole Nutsin producer clan down there in Ketchikan, Alaska. Uh, maybe I'll do one after Edmonton. Not sure, but you guys just let me know. When do you want to see the next road to Paris? That's when I'll do it. So until next time, go America. Shoots! <laughs>